We're back on. We are back Hi. on. Listen, yesterday was meant to be the start of the season. And again, we've not, we've not had any rain for three weeks. Apparently, it's not going to rain until the 14th of May. It's absolutely, absolutely mental. Um, listen, what, are you, what were you doing, Chris, uh, yesterday? Me, myself, uh, I was... What was I doing? Actually, I mean, I sadly did some gardening around the house. I did, repotted some plants, so nothing cricket-related. But I did have quite a sort of pang to be playing cricket all day. It, I, tell you what, I tell you what, it's a, it's a strange thing um, that what people are doing. Did you see Ali Rawlinson's post? He's, I did not know what was he up to. He's making a desk. He posted making a, making desk. a desk. I mean, <laughs> Ali, you, you've got to get a life, buddy. That's just not good enough. Not good enough. Um, guys, we'll come to you in a moment. This week we've got uh, the boys from Dumfries on. Uh, they're holding yeah. one another's hands. Quite, I don't know why both of them are coming on. Who knows? We'll find First out time. all about that. John. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and have you seen all the cricketing porn? I have, well, I mean, if you want to describe it as porn, you can do it. But I did see a very lovely video of Hamilton Crescent. Well, I saw on, on the Twitters, I saw West did a panoramic. Dumfries has got beautiful yep. ground. I've seen that. Uh, Drumpies doing a bit of cricket porn again last week. Yep. Uh, Carlton and, and Fergus Lee, it's just, it's all over. Uh, do you think? I, I honestly think that's probably all we'll be seeing throughout the whole season. Used panoramic um, views of unused cricket. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But listen, one thing I want to just to put off, and I'm going to share the screen here, boys, so, so just bear with me. Um, we're going to be looking at... Do, 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 do. Where is he? Yeah, I do love it. Here we are. So, you can you see to... that? We've got a screen there. It'll come up and it's not... Sh oh, can you see go. that? Yep. Is Hinchy there? Yes. Can you see a picture? So, this is David Hinchcliffe. You'll probably all know him as the Western Allen analyst. And uh, for some reason, he's posted this. And I thought... Being the Western Alanist, what we should probably do is just have an analysis of his tea. Um, he, he obviously likes his crisps. Do you see that? Now, apparently that's just for two people. It's a sizable portion. It looks very posh for a cricketer's tea from Alikens. Multiple colours of plates. None of think, the plates look chipped. Do you think Hinchy's made that himself? Uh, no, absolutely not. I think he's got some help with that. And what's in that bowl? What's that white bowl? What's that? What's in that... that Rice pudding or something? I didn't know he liked rice pudding. I don't know. No idea, Johnny. Is this a good time to bring in our guests? Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Stop, stop sharing the screen. Uh, right, listen, let's have a chat. So we've got Colin McCutcheon on. He's skipper of, uh, um, of Dumfries. Now, I've been slightly confused because on his Twitter and on his um, WhatsApp, it's Colin McCutcheon, but I think your name is Chris McCutcheon, is it not? I don't know where you've got Colin from. <laughs> well, because you've saved his name as Colin on your phone. It won't be the first time I've oh, made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Andrew Reid, who's chairman of Dumfries. Um, good morning to you, Andrew. You were a bit, little bit late on the call there. Apparently you slept in. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a busy sort of uh, six weeks at, at work, uh, and this is the first time I've actually stayed well, in well, bed. Well, back it up, back it up. You work for the council. Yeah. How can it be busy at the council? <laughs> in fairness, I think they're probably one of the few people who are really busy just now. Well, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. <laughs> and you, I think, uh, Andrew, play for the second team. 
Yes, I do, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, and batsman, bowler, what do you do? Oh, I like to think of myself as doing everything, but uh, people will say I just bat. <laughs> but I do keep wicket as well. And, and do you fancy yourself as a, as a bit of a batsman? Uh, no, well, no. Cool. This, is, this is my cat coming to join us. All right. <laughs> I've normally done uh, okay uh, with normal league matches, and I, but I always do terribly at West. Do you? For some reason. We're, we're always out in the twos, always out for under 100 at the West. Right, <laughs> right, okay. So listen, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, uh, to share a screen. And maybe if you could take us through this um, for us. I don't know if you can see that. Um, Again, it will just pop up in a second. I think it should do. This is great content again. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, this is, for those of you who are not watching, this is a, 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 a I, I think, a batting masterclass, I think you would like to call it. Um, and it appears to be, you know, wait, hold on, Andrew. We'll come to you. We'll come to you. Um, so, a couple of things just to look at here. Um, you seem to be very side uh, square on as far as, do, do you normally bat as square on as that? Uh, absolutely. Always at a slight angle. Always at a slight angle, yes. And tell me, um, bottom hand grip, you're, you're quite low on the bat. Is that, do, you, do you not drive Do you not drive much? Well, no, obviously, as Tigger's uh, showing you, um, uh, it's either uh, cuts or pulls. Yeah. In fact, mostly it's, it's late cuts, which is yeah. why I did that one shot. And the other thing I noticed was you're obviously very confident because clearly you, you only have two shots there. We'll just, we'll just look at it one and then you have another one and then you say, that's it. That's incredibly <laughs> confident. <laughs> two shots, that's it, and we're away. Do you think you've got a future in um, batting master classes? <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's plenty given uh, how much cricket we're likely to see uh, through the... Uh, <laughs> the season so those are probably the two best shots I'll play this season and only two shots and it's quite, I mean, it's quite lucky isn't it now that we've exposed all your batting secrets to, <laughs> to the Western Premier, Premier Reserve you've now got a whole, another whole winter to work on a to game a new shot for the season <laughs> I'm slightly concerned I'm slightly concerned about the greenhouse did, did your wife not was she not shouting at you saying don't do it there uh, I oh, think she'd be more concerned if I played a different shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Right, listen, guys, let's talk to the serious stuff. Last season, um, you obviously had the drop but down from the big show into uh, to the first division, um, but bounced back up. Fantastic. How did you feel the season went for you guys? Um, overall, it was the first half of the season due to the... I think uniqueness of the fixtures as well. We had so many home games in the first half of the season. It actually played in our favour because yeah. uh, the weather in the second half of the season was atrocious. So rather than have a really difficult run in, it actually made we got the job done first half and I think obviously we just stayed on top for the whole season. So it was really good. And when did you actually know that you had been promoted? I think it was about, I think we calculated that we'd finish in the top two within even with four games to go, I believe. And it was all even subject to a few results. I think our, ourselves and Weirs kind of pulled away um, almost halfway, I would say. So it was pretty early, I would, I would guess. And two best teams in the league? You and who? You reckon Weirs were the, better, the, the second best team? Well, the league doesn't lie. 
<laughs> I, from what I remember when West were in that league, there's, and I think it's probably more pronounced at the moment, there's a really big gap, is there not, between the top yeah. and the bottom? Uh, I would say what we noticed, um, teams-wise, obviously very pro-reliant. Obviously, Stenhouse yeah. Muir had a fantastic pro, um, batting-wise. We, we noticed certainly depth and batting was probably not as strong as the Premier, but some of the bowling attacks was quite strong. I'd say Weir's a very good bowling attack. Um, yeah. But the, when you look at some of the scores they got bowled out for, it was obviously quite poor uh, throughout the season. So, yeah, I think they had, we just knew, I suppose, when we were playing. We've always, I would say, been a team of 11 players around, a fantastic one, two, three players that kind of we rely on. And so the benefit of that, I suppose, was we had the depth play off the couple of top-end bowlers and see it through to the end, really. Yeah, I definitely think that that's the case. And it is reflective. You see, you said the stats don't lie. And I guess the stats don't lie as far as the batting is concerned because you had one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven guys who are all in the top echelon as far as um, batters are concerned. But but nobody really set the heather on fire. Your, your, your young kid, Malik, got 317, but, but nobody really yeah. got close to, to 300. And, and that, I guess the same is true of the bowling as well. Yeah, totally. It's, we've always been like that. I think we, we always certainly we, we play at Nurham. Even in the Premier Division, we'll back ourselves to win every game at Dumfries. Um, we believe we've got a, a strong team. I think last year, the benefit of going down, it actually give a few players to kind of step up. Younger guys, like you see Adam, I think that was a massive year for him because he's still a really young boy. So I think this year, we were actually really looking forward to having a good bash at it and... Yeah, seeing how far we can progress again, because Andy could touch on in terms of the amount of work with coaches and all-stars has really helped us. The facilities, we've now got obviously improvement of having a former Kent groundsman working at the ground as well. So the club is as good and as strong as it's ever been, I would say. I think, Chris, that's a really good point, the thing about dropping dropping down and giving guys that experience. I think we spoke about that a lot, Johnny, yeah. with Greenock last year, about how there's clubs that have quite often hung around the Premier League I mean, yeah. for Greenwich case, because of having a really, really good pro. And I think a lot of their players would really benefit actually from dropping down and getting used yeah. to winning games of cricket again. It allows you to bring younger players through and for them to dominate a bit and then come back up rather than getting skittled every week and having your pro hang on in games. I don't think it's necessarily the most sustainable way of, way of running well. club. I don't think it helps build spirit and... Yeah, I think that as well. Like you're saying you build you build a squad of players. When you're winning, you generally stay together. So when you're losing and wasting a Saturday, if you've got families and younger people, your morale's a bit low. When last yeah. year, every Saturday night, all the boys, the overseas guys, were, were all out partying. The young ones are just turning 18, 19. So it's now it's brilliant. The club just got tighter and stronger again. I think cricket is all about taking responsibility and you're only going to be able to improve as a player if you take responsibility. And if you've got your pro bowling 10 overs and batting 25 overs at the other end, there's less of an opportunity of you to be able to take responsibility. So I think in dropping down a league, it does give you, because you're forced, because you might not yeah. be able to get as good a pro as you would do. The money might be a little bit tighter. Um, and if you just look through the years, you see kids that end up saying, well, listen, I was batting seven last year. No, you're going to have to bat three this year. And then you just see them come on. Mm -hmm. So oh, important. So important. And where were you guys? Sorry, Andy, were you going to come in there? He needs to unmute himself. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's better <laughs> if he's muted. <laughs> 
Are you, are you, oh. We can let me do it. It's the wife's computer because I came up as Karen. No, it's the buddy council. Always excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say about the, the overseas, and I listened to your show a few weeks ago about the importance and what role they have, um, which was probably one of the reasons why I said to um, Tigger that I'd like to come on. Um, it, we only ever, have, since I've been chairman in the last sort of three years, have recruited an overseas player to come over and do coaching, to do the school's work. Yeah, and yeah. they do 30 hours a week in schools uh, from April, May, June. And during that whole period of time, they're doing school visits, primary, secondary. On the back of that, we're recruiting. And that's why the All-Stars numbers that we've had over the years, we have about 45 to 50 yeah. in the All-Stars program. We've now got 38 to 40 in the, uh, in the quick cricket, although that was going to be Dynamos this year, but that looks like that won't yeah. run. Uh, this year so it, it's and it just takes time when you when you put in that investment um it takes time for everything to sort of filter through at the club and we're just starting to see that with some 15 sort of 15 to 17 year olds come through to the second team and the and and the first team and uh Adam. so it, it's it, those teams that rely on their overseas player to be uh, a person who um um who hits the runs and, uh, you know, gets the wickets. It's a, it's a short-sighted viewpoint. That results yeah. your season. But, as a, you know, as a person, I want to sit here and watch uh, Dumfries Cricket Club in 20 years' time with loads of cricket, playing good cricket. If I just get an overseas player to pound out a couple of victories, that's great. But I'm playing seconds, not even watching them. So yeah. I, th I think it's a long-term thing. If you're overseas pros, you know, you've got to choose them right and, and make them work. Don't just leave them to be the person who turns up on a Saturday. Yeah. You've clearly got a very good foundation there down at the club. How long have you been working on that foundation? Well, uh, I, I became chair about three, about three, three years ago, was it? And this is my fourth year. Yeah, you're involved for four years. Yeah, so it, it, it's been, we changed the focus into junior cricket. You'd have seen the difference. We, we, we had people drop down from first 11 to second 11 cricket. And they said they didn't want to play second 11 cricket because it wasn't competitive. We would turn up places. Um, and that was in the old, uh, what was it, the reserve league where you played half your matches, your bowled teams out for 40 because they had really poor second 11 teams. Um, uh, and you, you'd never get a bat. So people just gave up. They went from first team cricket and stopped. And we had probably about 10, 15 juniors at the time, if that. And you, you couldn't get them games. And we've moved over to Cumbria for a lot of our cricket with our juniors. So we're under 11s, 13s, 15s. Uh, we play in the Cumbria League uh, now. And Sunday team, we play in the Eden Valley. Just because, as you guys all know, coming down to us for one game uh, a season is a pain. We go up to you guys throughout mm. the whole season. We can't do that with juniors. It's quicker to no. go to Carlisle. Yeah. yeah, and it's, well, that's it. I absolutely love the trip down to you guys because of the long car journey, particularly on the way back, and it's a good laugh and having a few beers on the way back up. But yeah, dragging 12, 13-year-olds down for two hours in the car for a game that, particularly if you don't know what the weather's going to be like or it's going to be changeable, it's a long day, so it must be a slog dragging people about about the West District, yeah, for games where yeah, you get bowled out for 40 or you just get all the other team. And, yeah. so. Chris, did you do the skippering the year before when you got relegated or did you just take on the role this uh, last uh, year? Yeah. No, sadly, I took the team down and it's probably guys who like to have a joke. I was the first skipper to get Dumfries relegated. <laughs> I'm the first person also to do the yo-yo year, as you mentioned, back up. So, Good. Um, 
So that okay. no, no. So this this would be my third year, or is my third year, even though I'm not doing much skipping. So, in the t- so taking a team that had obviously been relegated, there was, I, I guess, um, there wasn't a great deal of confidence at the end of that season. How did you manage to sort of turn that around? Did you have sort of pep talks with players, or did you have a team meeting? It, no, we're, 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 always, we're always been a strong club uh, as individuals, from the young guys coming through to the middle guys, and then to the seniors. Um, we've always really been a strong club. We felt a couple of results last year, the, the year we got relegated, uh, for example, game at Greenock, it was called off. It was still managed to play an 80 over match without umpires. Um, we, if we had that game on, which the guys won in the last ball of the game, which was amazing. Um, a couple of draws against Stirling in one year. You wouldn't believe we, we tied them twice in one season. Um, so it's, it's, it was quite small margins, but I think it's to our benefit. Yeah, you had the you had that totally freak game at Hamilton Crescent as well, did you not? That was where there was just <laughs> that weird horror pitch. That well, we're too, 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 too dry. Yeah, so uh-huh. I wanted to have a chat about that because we at West um, were absolutely shitting ourselves because at that stage <laughs> we were right down amongst it and really needed to start winning games. And had you guys or the Scottish Cricket Union made, I think, would have been a reasonable decision to dock us 25 points for an unfit pitch, I don't think, honestly, we would have recovered. And I think we would have gone down. Um, was mm-hmm. there any... I was just wanting to... Because I've not spoken to any of you guys about that. Um, was there any <laughs> thought about making some sort of complaint? Well, we, 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 were, we were certainly... We thought about, obviously, but... End of the day, the game should have, was rightly abandoned because people are getting hit in the head. Uh, I get hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, off a full pitch ball. Yeah, the um, one that hit you, Johnny. I was watching from almost. I was watching from down the bottom end, and it was so like it was such a strange delivery. It was so full and yeah, quite yeah. slow and loopy off the pitch. Uh-huh, but just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's frustrating because obviously. Uh, and, uh, it, could, it could have happened the same as us. We, we could have bowled you out for 60 and we bowled it for 50, so you just don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. If we couldn't have replayed the game, which I think both teams were happy to do so, mm-hmm. we were quite happy to play a fixture, and you guys even said you'd have played at Dumfries. That would have been, I think, the right thing, I think, because the game was therefore abandoned, and because it was abandoned because it was too dry, yeah. Scotland, I think, therefore, there should have been a, some form of penalty, but I, there's enough games in the season that we could have won that could have kept us up, so that wasn't, our, that wasn't your fault. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. So th- talk to me about guys that are going to be coming through, prospects that you've got. Um, the, the kid Malik, can he play? Not seen him. Um, I would say, he's, yeah, for a young guy, he's the most dedicated cricketer I've seen. He's, even in the winter uh, months, we still get juniors going down to the nets with the guys working. He's down there every Sunday morning uh, having throwdowns, and that's every week of the year. He's so dedicated and passionate about it, and he's... He's mentally so strong for such a young guy. Um, I think he would score runs in the Premier Division, no problem at all. Yeah. And and you've got a guy there called Corbett Byers. I think he must be, uh, it's one of the poshest uh, names that we must have in the Western, <laughs> Western Union. Is, yeah, is well, we, we, yeah, well, it's, he's evergreen now. Um, so what we've realised... We Corbett Byers, evergreen. Is that yeah. <laughs> That's his good his new name this year. But we, we took a harsh that stance on last year. He was he struggled with injury actually, he missed half the season eating knee injury, which was shame and albeit he didn't like it. We played him as predominantly at the end of the year as a batsman. Uh but he got a fifty and a ton back to back. Yeah. 
we realised that he's, he's, he's wee grumpiness was then put in a wee smile and we celebrated after he got his 100. So it was, how, uh, how many games did he play? Because he only scored 203 runs in the, in the season. But I think he only maybe had, he only batted four or five times. Indeed, uh, right, okay. Yeah. So when he came back in, it was, no, it was really good getting back playing and scoring runs again because I think this year the, the key guys were like himself, um, always Alan Davison, he always gets runs and wickets. Yeah. You've got Adam Malik, we had the fortunate thing that had a wee bet with Chris Bellwood, so he'd be back playing this year. So that would be a big pull for us. And Andy can touch on the overseas guys, uh, guy if you want again, Andy. Well, we, we were getting Jesse Jesse Smith back. He played in the the, yeah. the two seasons ago. Um, uh, yeah. He was due to come back. He was, um, and and mainly because we knew what type of character he was, uh, yeah. and also um, the fact that we know how he works with the the kids and the, the recruitment. And uh, yeah. he was he was absolutely keen uh, to come. Uh, and and knowing full well that you know a, a person who's had a second season, they're always. He's better because that first half of season coming from grounds such as Australia or South African in Jesse's terms, um, you know, they think they can do shots and it doesn't yeah. quite work that way in Scottish wickets. Um. <laughs> yeah, even at the nicer grounds, like, do you know what I mean, down at, down at you guys where you've got generally got a good track, but yeah, you take somebody away to like Irvine or something like that. And it's like, what sport am I playing right now? <laughs> Well, we had an experience last year, actually, I'll touch on. So we went up to, early on in the season against Weir's, keen to play, obviously. It was oh. wet. Um, and things were getting a wee bit heated because we went up, there was a big puddle over the wicket. And we said, oh, it'll be fine, it'll dry out, it'll dry out. I can see the umpires dealing with it. up at Weir's. Um, so the umpires were dealing with it perfectly. They said, we'll leave it an hour, see what happens. And they were saying, oh, we can cut another wicket and play in it. <laughs> so... Fortunately, we didn't play that day because that could have been a real banana skin as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's similar to my Lural story at Fergus Lee when we were playing the two. <laughs> they thought it would be a good idea to get lots of Lural and try and mop up the pitch using Lural, which ended uh, up just which ended up just disintegrating. So there was like flex, more people flex need to of take, More people need to take uh, the Uddingston tactic and just start barbecuing the wicket when that's that. Right. They did yeah. that from last year. That's right, I'm just conscious we've only got a minute and 40 left. I know, I know. So listen, guys, um, what do you think? We're going to get any cricket, first of all? In, in short, no, I don't think we'll get any cricket. I think there'll be some localised stuff in Dumfries and Galloway, but I don't, yeah. I don't see that we'll have much inter-regional stuff at the moment. You can't open bars, you can't open changing rooms and have people in close proximity. I just don't see that there's going to be much. Except August, maybe we might see some friendlies, but mm-hmm. I, I think the longer it goes on, the less we're getting. Yeah. I think increasingly, I'm in, that, I'm in the same view as you, Andy, about it's the bar thing for me. Whenever we've spoken about stuff like that at board meetings at West, and you just, there's no way you can financially justify playing the game or opening yeah. stuff up yeah. and not be able to take money in at the same time. It's just not, sadly, not going to work, I don't think. So. Sorry, we've been fortunate to get the small business grant, which has made yeah, a big difference. That. And was that the 25k or the 10k you guys got? Uh, we got the we got the twenty five, so we're over the moon, really. Um, <laughs> better off than you were before. <laughs> we didn't a, want to play any cricket. That's, a sports, really well, club. that's <laughs> a sports club grant, no, not a cricket club grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kick you off. Um, so thanks very much for coming on. Yes. It's been great, and I think this four way thing might just work. Yeah, yes. it's good. Hopefully, we'll see you on either after a victory at some point or for another right. vaguely cricket. 
get released to chat later in the year. Cheers, Cheers time, guys. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen, we'll, we'll have to make sure and, and just tie it up very, very quickly. And as soon as I hit that record button, apparently, you know, we just lose all the time. So listen. No, oh, yeah, it's your, once you've got the third person on the yeah, call. Yeah, it starts to go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, sometime. number five. Store around the corner, the boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't.